welcome back to another episode of An Extra Dose. We are so excited because we have a very special guest on our show this week. You guys know that dating is is challenging to say the least. We have both been through our things of dating. I am now going through dating again. Lucky me. I'm just kidding. Definitely lots of ups and downs. Yeah, it's definitely, if you guys are going through the dating thing, which I know so many, so many of you guys are, you guys know how much of a roller coaster it can be. So we're bringing in an expert. You guys don't have to just listen to us blah about our dating life. You can hear an expert. We are so excited because we're having Samantha Daniels of samanthastable.com. She is a professional matchmaker, which obviously, like I said, she's an expert. Um, she is. She has so many good facts for you guys. I was so the information was so enlightening to me. Not only does she have obviously 19 years of experience, she has a book, she has a TV show in the past, and she's also going to be having some great webinars that you guys can listen in on. We will definitely be taking part in those because I need all the help I can get. (laughs) Oh my God. Don't be ridiculous. No, I'm just having one of those moments, you know, it goes in phases. But I think you guys will really like it because she's giving everything you need to know about dating apps, why there's so many guys and not, I mean, why there's so many girls and not a lot of, feels like there's not a lot of quality guys out there. She's giving you tips on where to meet people. So if you guys are in the dating world or you're thinking about going into dating, you should definitely have a good listen to it. And we would love to hear your thoughts on it after you do listen. So enjoy. We are here with Samantha Daniels of Samantha's Table, and we are so excited to have her on the show. You guys know that we love talking about dating and relationships. Who doesn't want to hear about that? And when we have gotten more personal and opened up about that, we've gotten such great feedback. So we're super excited to share everything Samantha has to say. She's an expert in dating and matchmaking and has so much to share. So we'll let her get into it and share her background and why she's so credible. Okay. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Um, I have been a professional matchmaker for almost 20 years. I started my business before there was any online dating, before there was dating apps, before anything like that. Um, I own a company called Samantha's Table, which is my matchmaking business. And you can also find me on Instagram at, at matchmakersd, which is matchmaker and then S is in Samantha, D is in Daniels. Um, I have a book out. It's called Matchbook, The Diary of a Modern Day Matchmaker, which is a really fun summer read. It's kind of a Bridget Jones diary meets sex in the city. And I give tons of dating tips through it. It's really, really fun. Um, I had a television show that was on NBC, which was called Mismatch, that starred Alicia Silverstone, and she actually played my character, who was a divorce attorney who became a matchmaker, and that's exactly uh, what I was. I was a divorce attorney before I became a matchmaker. So I've done a lot of things in the dating and relationship and romance space, and I know a lot about um, what men like and what they don't like and what women like and what they don't like when they're dating. So interesting. We love that. I that is so I mean that's it's such a cool story and cool journey. And I I know that Sam is Samantha my sister. I know you guys are the same name. It's confusing. Um I know that Samantha, my sister, um, is currently in a relationship. I'm single, so I'm all about all this information. Well, I think whether you're in a relationship or single, it's still interesting. It's cool to hear and obviously that, you know, just everyone can relate to on some level. So I want to ask you, obviously, because I'm single, 
I feel like I'm really content with being single right now. I, I guess like in the moment I am, <laughs> but I just feel like it's so hard to date in today's world. And I just feel like, I feel like, and I talk to all my friends that are single too, and they all feel the same way. So why do you think that it's so hard to date in today's society and world? Well, it's very difficult to date today because there's a lot of choices. I mean, with all these dating apps, people are on a lot of different ones. And so you feel like there's always somebody new that you can go out with. And so people don't want to stand in place and notice the person who they're dating because they think to themselves, hmm, I wonder who's coming around the corner. You know, in our parents, grandparents' generation, that wasn't the case. You know, you were getting set up with people or you were meeting people out. And sometimes you didn't meet somebody for a long time. So you gave people more of a chance because you didn't know when a good contender would come around again. But today, it feels like there's a contender every minute of the day and you could have six or seven dates a week. And because of that, people are not very quick to settle down these days. And so it's actually a negative thing. I mean, I think there are positives to the fact that you can find a lot of people to date because it boosts your confidence and it makes you feel hopeful that you will fall in love. But at the same time, it might be bad because it's hard to actually get into a serious committed relationship. Yeah, that makes so much. I mean, it's so true. It's, you don't really think about that. And I feel like yeah, like you were saying, there's so many options. I mean, there's social media, there's dating apps, which I want to ask you, since I'm I'm currently, I was off Bumble for a while. I got out of a relationship in December and I was like, I'm really going to take this time to be single and just to enjoy, not like go out and party, but just like learn about myself and just kind of experience being, you know, by myself. So I'm back on Bumble as of like a couple of days ago. And I just want to know if you had any tips and like what you think are some of the apps, like date, any kind of dating app do's and don'ts. Like what do you recommend? What are your tips? Well, my number one tip is, is don't burn yourself out of dating. I think that like I was just saying a second ago, you have a lot of choices when you're on the dating apps and that's great. But you want to make sure that you're selective also to a certain extent, because otherwise you're going to find yourself on a lot of dates with people who aren't really for you. And then you come home and you feel dejected and you feel like crap and you don't want to go on another date. And then when you actually meet a great person, you don't even notice that person because you're just so disgusted with the whole dating process. So number one, be selective. Number two, if you're looking for somebody for a serious relationship, then you have to notice what his profile is all about to try to decipher whether or not he's looking for something real as well. If you're looking at someone's profile and they haven't taken the time to put up photos, that should be a red flag to you that he's probably not taking it that seriously. If the app allows you to write something about yourself and the person doesn't write anything at all, then again, they're not willing to invest some time to write something. So half-baked or half-done profiles give me the indication that somebody's not really taking it that seriously or they just threw it up there or a friend dared them or they're not really sure and whatever. You also want to figure out how you're going to interact with the people who you meet on the apps because what I hear happening a lot is that you interact with so many different people, they almost feel like you need a spreadsheet to keep track of who they are. So you're texting <laughs> yeah. back and forth with yeah. like all these different guys and you don't know 
when you're going to see them and then one of them disappears, one of them goes on vacation, one of them has a work project, one of them has to go see their family out of town and all these different things come up and then all of a sudden you've forgotten about them. And then someone new comes along and then you've forgotten about them. And so it's very difficult to navigate it. So you need to figure out the system that works for you. So if there's somebody who you actually like, you actually get to meet them and see if something happens or otherwise you're just pen pals with a million different guys. And what's the point of that? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's also, I, I was laughing. We were both laughing because we can relate to like everything that you just said. Yeah. I mean, she met her boy. So Samantha met her boyfriend on Bumble. and But I, I can definitely relate yeah. to, I was like single for a year before, or more than that. But I, I I was single for a while and then I was actively like going on dates for like a year before I met him. And I definitely, we were seeing about the burnout. I was going on, I mean, I met some nice people, like nice guys on there, but you know, for different reasons it didn't work out. But there were other times that I would just get so burnt out that I I didn't want to give up and it made and it again like we were saying about the spreadsheet and some of the other points you brought up were super valid and I'm sure just like Alexis can relate to it I'm sure there's a lot of people listening right now that are probably chuckling themselves because they can relate to it too yeah and then you just said a part about the part about writing stuff in so I think now anyone who's on Bumble will probably know what I'm talking about I feel like a lot of the dating apps that I've been on in the past there's a place for you to answer if you want to, to put questions where I don't think they had that option before. And I kind of like it because I don't know on the one hand I like it because I can see what they're going to answer. And I'm like, Oh, but then also I'm like very dismissive. If, if they write something I don't like, I'm like, no, like I'm already like I X them, but I mean, it's going to be like you're saying you need to be selective. I mean, I feel like I'm pretty, I'm very picky, but I feel like now I've just gone to the point where I've been single. I mean, it hasn't been that long, but for me, it's a long time. And I feel like I'm just being so picky. I'm like, I don't like anybody on there. And I'm like, maybe this is not going to meet somebody. I mean, maybe that's just, I don't know. I think in the past, I've been so ready to jump back in. And I would go on like three to four dates a week. And like you were saying, I couldn't keep track of what I was telling everybody. Like what story yeah, that I told like- which guys. And, you know, I knew the same it's the same small talk but you're like did I tell him I was going on that trip I can't remember and then I'd get all confused and tongue-tied and then you're just emotionally for me like I don't need to be for me I don't need to be social all the time and so when you're going on that many dates it's like it's like an interview every single day it's just it's a lot of I mean it's a job well you have to what you have to do is you have to walk the fine line right so you have to be picky enough so that you're not going on endless dates but you can't be too picky that you don't go on any dates yeah so what I people to do is that you have to decide on a few deal breakers, right? So you can't, a lot of women are guilty of having, you know, 25 deal breakers. You can't have 25 deal breakers. You can't have 20, you can't have 15, you can't have 10. Like I'd maybe say you can have five. So you can have three to five deal breakers of things that in your head you say, absolutely, I'm not interested in dating a guy who is X, whatever it is, you know, who, um, you know, doesn't drink because you happen to like to go out and have a glass of wine and you feel uncomfortable if the person doesn't drink. If he's a vegetarian because you love meat, if you want a certain religion, you know, different things that just won't work with your life and your lifestyle, that's okay to make them a deal breaker. Mm -hmm. But then from there, you have to be open. So you have to say, okay, well, I'd like him to be over 5'10". But if he's not, I'm okay with that. I'm still giving him a chance. 
you know, I'd like him to live within 15 minutes of where I live, but if he lives 45 minutes, but he's a great guy, I'm open to it, you know, and you have to come up with what you can be open to also. And so that way you'll have like some guys to choose from, not too many, not too little. Yeah. I think that makes a lot of, I mean, I know what you're saying. I mean, there's some of the ones you're mentioning. I think my mind, I mean, I, le- I did go like and, and write down some of like what my non-negotiables were. And I feel like they're getting longer and longer. <laughs> All right. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's okay in some ways because I think that as you're out there dating, like if you're in a relationship for a while and then you break up and you have to get back out there again, you know, it takes a little while to get into your groove and to kind of remember what you like and what you don't like. So then you might come up with more non-negotiables because you're dating. So you've been on, you know, a half dozen dates in the past three weeks, let's say. And during that, you're realizing or you're remembering or your 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 selections are changing a little bit. And you're saying, oh, you know, I didn't really think it mattered to me that he doesn't exercise. But now that I've gone out with three guys who don't and I really like to exercise, I think that it would be a problem for us. Or I didn't really think it mattered that he's a homebody and I'm really social because I figured, okay, fine, I can just be social with my girlfriends. But then you've gone out with this guy four times and you realize that (laughs) homebody is another word for boring. And you're like, yeah, that could not work for me. You know, so it's okay to kind of figure things out that way, but you just can't use it to disqualify everybody. Because if you disqualify everybody, then you stay single. So I know we spoke about dating apps and how there's so many choices out there. So what are your thoughts on dating apps versus meeting someone out in person? I mean, not not just bars, but like any any public place. What are your what is your thought? I'm not. Well, in terms of how you can meet someone, I always think that the best way of meeting someone is through a mutual friend or a colleague. That's always the best way of meeting someone because there's a middleman who knows you and who knows the other person and who knows your energy and your disposition and thinks the two of you would get along. So I would say that that's the best way of meeting someone. I would say the next best way to meet someone is through a matchmaker like me, because I'm also in the middle. I get to know you very well, and I get to know the guy very well. And then I put the two of you together because I think that the two of you will get along. So in some ways, I become your really good friend and his really good friend, and then I'm a friend to each of you, and then I put the two of you together. So that's also a very effective way of meeting someone. Um, Going out. Going out's tricky because sometimes when you go out, you meet somebody and you feel like you're connecting with them mostly because you're physically attracted to them and you might wind up going home with them and it might just kind of become a fun night. And then when you come up for air and you start talking, you might realize you don't have anything in common. So that can be very hit or miss. You never know. I actually, even though I'm a matchmaker, I met my husband out. Um, socially. And we realized when we met that we knew some people in common. So that gave me um, some comfort, but I actually met him out socializing and then we got married. So you kind of never know how it can happen. Um, And then dating apps, dating apps, as we've been talking a little bit are mixed because They're good on the one hand because they give you access and you have a lot of people to choose from. And then on the other hand, you are interacting with the guy directly and the things that you know about him is just what he's sharing with you. And so you have to take everything that he says with a grain of salt because everybody describes themselves a little bit with rose-colored glasses and are not always completely accurate. So you might get to the date 
a dating app date and you might realize that the guy is nothing like what he said he was. He might not look what he look. He might not look like what he said, what he showed you, you know, so you kind of don't know. So I think that all of the situations are good ways of meeting someone. And it just depends on your life and your lifestyle. You know, some people don't have friends who are single or to go out with at night. And so they need the apps to meet someone. Some people don't have friends who know single people to set them up with. Some people can't afford a matchmaker. So it just depends, you know, what works for you. But the key thing is, is that you've got to be out there trying to meet someone. Yeah, I know. That's what I was telling myself when I was telling you that I was single. I feel like this in the past few months, I've been, I obviously made a lot of friendships with girls and I've been in my third wheeling with my sister and her boyfriend. (laughs) And I've honestly been very content with that. But I know in the back of my mind, I mean, I'm not, I'm not old, but I'm almost 28 and I feel like I need to be making some kind of effort doesn't mean that I'll like I like you said that I'll meet them through the apps but I don't go out a lot so I was going to ask you if I don't like to go out a lot like to bars and stuff because I don't drink a ton and it's just not my I'm just a good grandma sometimes um what is your like what are your recommendations as far obviously we can talk about the matchmaking in a second but where would you recommend if I wanted to kind of put myself out there and be more out and about where would you where would your recommendations be to try to spend more time I know you can't like plan these things out, but if I'm trying to make more of an effort than just to be like a recluse in my house working all day. Well, I mean, what you have to keep in mind, first of all, is that no matter what, you just get out there. You know, when I was a young girl in actually middle school, my grandmother always said to me that if you get invited, you go because you never know who you're going to meet. So that really became my mantra for my whole life, you know, always going out and trying to meet someone even when I didn't want to go. You know, so again, just to mention my husband, which I don't usually mention him that much, but on the night that I met him out, I didn't even want to go out. And I forced myself to go because a friend of mine said, oh, I haven't seen you in so long. You have to come. And it was like a crappy New York night and it was cold out. I didn't really want to go, but I went because I'm like, okay, fine. I heard my grandmother's voice in my head saying, you got to go because you don't know who you're going to meet. And then P.S. I met my husband. So that's, you know, what you have to do. You have to force yourself, but then also you have to use your time very efficiently and strategically. So if you're trying to meet a guy and let's say you're going to go to an event, you want to go to an event where a guy might come, you know, so you don't want to go to like an event where they're teaching crocheting, or you don't want to go to like a, a book launch party about a book that has to do only with women you know, you want or would really attract women, you want to go to a place where men are going to be. So maybe you're going to go to the bar of a steakhouse, or maybe you're going to go to a whiskey tasting event, or maybe you're going to go to a charity event that has a committee made up of men and women, not just a committee that's all women, you know, so you have to think about places that you can go where you might meet guys. And then also you and your friends, you have to come up with ways that you can help each other meet someone. So I do Um, an event all over the place. It's called a bring a friend event. And basically what I do is I invite people and I tell them to bring a platonic opposite sex friend. So if you get together with like 10 or 20 girls who, you know, they don't have to be your best friends. It'd be better if they're not. And just say, okay, you're each committing to bringing a guy that you're friends with who could be good for someone else. So then all of a sudden you're filling the room with single guys who other people are endorsing. So that's, you know, a great way to meet people too. So, you know, you have to be strategic and you have to be creative about how you can meet somebody. Yeah, I know. Those are all things I think about, like the steakhouse bars and like all that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, and I and actually her boyfriend Taylor was saying, 
well, I'm happy like to be your wingman. I can take we can go take a workout class together, but like not like Pilates where there's gonna be nice. no guys. He's like probably like something that's more like you know like training like you know that has more weights and other stuff. I do work out a lot, and so but I think my I don't know if you recommend doing that. I mean, I know like the gym is probably like I don't I used to go to the gym a lot, but I feel like I don't know what what your opinion is on this. I feel like guys don't really hmm. I don't know. Do you think that even works, like people meeting someone at the gym or like on a trail or something like that? Well, I think that, you know, you can focus on what your hobbies are. And if you have hobbies that men would also have the same hobby, then it's definitely could be a good place. I mean, the gym, again, it's a toss up, right? Because I think that on the one hand, a lot of times people are at the gym and they're really trying to be focused and they're really trying to work out and then get out of there because they have other things to do. But then when people notice somebody, they notice somebody. You know, so I think that you have to go there with the purpose of working out. And then if you happen to see somebody who catches your eye, then you try to be around them or ask them for some help or ask them how their workout's going or just interact a little bit. But I think the worst thing is, is when you're like going out the mission, you know, when you're going out the mission, it never works. So if you're going to the gym, the mission to meet a man then you're not meeting a man. But if you're going to the gym to work out and you happen to meet a man, then that would be great. You know, or if you're going hiking, go hiking with your friends. And then if you happen to see a group of cute guys, you need to figure out how to get into a conversation with them. You know, the other piece of advice that I give when you're out, like if you go out with a group of girlfriends, you have to keep in mind that if you're too many girls, it's really intimidating for a guy and he's never going to come up and talk to you because you're all like blah, 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 blahing all over mm-hmm. the place. And it's like, how is a guy even going to like join the conversation when six of you are just talking nonstop? You know, so you have to maybe go out with just one friend. Or if you're with a group of people, I always advise a woman who's trying to meet someone to be standing on the outside of the group. Because if you're on the inside of the group, what's the guy going to do? Is he going to like start like pushing through your friends (laughs) to get to you? Like, no, you know, so you want to be on the edge so that if he sees you and he catches your eye, catch his, he actually come up and talk to you. I mean, even if he's like, you know, Superman who went to Harvard, who makes gazillions of dollars, like he's very hard to like walk up to a group of six or 10 women and like find the woman and go start talking to her, you know, so you just have to be smart about how you're hanging out and who you're hanging out with. You know, you want to go out with friends who are good wing women for you. Um, friends who don't need all the attention and who will share some with you. You know, you don't want to go out with like sourpuss friends because no guy is going to want to talk to them and just find them annoying. You know, so you have to kind of think about all those things. And I love that, you know, a guy told you that he'll be your wingman because sometimes that's good too, but, you know, he can't wear a sign that says we're not together. So that's, you know, a bit of the issue that other guys might not walk up and say anything because they might think you're with the guy. So you would have to say to your guy friend, I'll go out with you, but then you've got to like approach guys for me because no guy's going to come up to me if you're standing by my side. Yeah. that's so. Well, I even, I, that's funny. So that, cause I said to him, like, no, we're in a workout class. What, how was I, gonna, I'm not going to go up to somebody. I did do that one time in the gym, but that's so unlike me. And he was like, no, I'll, I'll go up to them. I mean, I can't, I don't know. We haven't tried it yet. Obviously it's my sister's boyfriend. So I don't know, like you're saying, I don't know how that would work, how that would play out. Cause I was a guy, I'd be like, well, she's obviously taken, right. but, which was dating. But I was going to ask you, like, what are your thoughts? Obviously on Bumble, the girl makes the, well, not really a move. They make an opening line, but 
in the out in the and just in the everyday life and everyday world, do you think it matters who makes the first not the first impression, like who says if you you know let, let's say if I went up to a guy or even the guy should come up to you or what is your thought on that whole? I know there's like so many. Myths. I think that it's totally fine just to start a conversation. I mean, I think that it's a waste when a girl is out and she sees someone she wants to talk to, and then she's just standing there seeing if he'll talk to you first. Because sometimes chemistry comes from having great conversation and connecting on something. So the guy might be looking at you, and you might not be his immediate type, and so then he might not want to walk up and say anything to you. It's not that he thinks that you're ugly. It might just be that you're not like pulling him to you because you're not his exact type. But if you're his relative type, meaning he could be attracted to you, if you started talking to him, then the fact that you kind of hit it, that he's like, okay, she's cute, then you start talking. You know, so you don't want to do like a whole thing, but I think that if you can just start like an easy conversation, you know, oh, what are you drinking? Or, oh, I was thinking of what, what do you think that is? Or do you know what that drink is over there? Just something, you know, just something innocent. Or, I mean, it sounds like a corny line, but have you been here before? Or if they order food, you know, what are you eating? Or something, just like an innocuous off the cuff kind of little question and see if he engages with you. You know, and engaging doesn't mean that he becomes a blabbermouth. It means that he looks at you, you know, and so you catch eye contact, he pays attention or he smiles or he asks you a question or he just participates because if someone's not interested or let's say the guy's married and he is not someone who will talk to another woman, he'll answer your question, but then he'll look away or he won't catch eye contact with you who he won't smile or whatever. And he's like giving you indicators that he's not interested. So you have to pay attention. And if he's interested, then he's giving you indicators that way too. So then you have to keep the conversation going. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So I was going to ask you also, so when you're on a first date, cause I've, you know, obviously I think every girl's kind of experienced this. Do you think there should be like instant chemistry where you're like, yes, I really like this guy? Or do you think it's more like you need to go out with him several times and see if it grows? Well, that again comes down to the type of woman you are because some women need it to be instantaneous chemistry or they're never going to be interested. And if you just know yourself and you know that that's the way that you are, then of course, like your friends will say to you, oh my God, he's so great and he looks great on paper. You know, so in my book, I have one of the the characters, the clients in my book is the good on paper guy, you know, and he's the guy where somebody calls you up and says, oh, I'm going to set you up with this guy. And she starts telling you about the guy and he's exactly your look. You know, he works in the industry you like, he has similar hobbies, he went to a great school, you know, your families know each other, like there's all these connections. So you think to yourself, like he is perfect for me on paper. But then you're meeting him and then you don't really have anything in common, you know, so it just kind of depends. So if you're the type of person where you need there to be the chemistry, regardless of the fact that he has a laundry list of things that could be good for you, then it doesn't really matter how many times you're going to go out with him, you're never going to like him. I would say that the large majority of women 
are willing to give somebody a couple times and sometimes chemistry can grow from connection and from laughing and from having things in common. And so if you're that kind of woman, then definitely as you get to know somebody, the attraction can grow, you know, so you kind of just have to know yourself. And if you're not a hundred percent sure what kind of person you are, then my advice is, is to give it a couple times because I've heard endless stories from women of where they'll go on a date and they'll first get there and they look at the guy and they're like, ah, he's not cute. Like I'm not attracted to him. He's like not my type. And then they get into this conversation and it's going really well. And they realize that they have all these different things in common. And then she looks up from taking a bite of her salad and she looks across the table and she's like, Hmm, he's not so bad. Hmm, I could maybe like him. Yeah, he's pretty cute, you know, and she starts changing her mind. So, you know, you have to sometimes give somebody a chance. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's true. I mean, and it's, I think it's happened to both of us, and I'm sure a lot of other girls can relate to you. So I feel like I went out, you know, I've gone out with people, and sometimes it's like, obviously, but if I'm seen on an app, you kind of, I mean, you don't know exactly what they look like, but you've kind of already made that first impression, you know, based on what they've posted and what they put out there. And then when you see them in person, I feel like nine out of 10 times they look better in person, especially for guys. I'm just different for girls, but for guys, I feel like they always, and Samantha used to always tell me this when she was, cause she was, you know, she was already in a relationship and I would be going out with all these people. She would say, just try to keep an open mind because right. Because you said they always looked better. In Usually person. they looked better. in per- I think it just probably comes down to, I mean, my, my theory is that girls take really good angles of themselves and they can make themselves look like, I thought like their <laughs> pictures on dating apps usually probably look way better than guys and guys like, they usually put, I mean, some of them put up decent pictures, but most of them, I'm like, why would you choose that picture of yourself? You look like way better in real life than you do in these pictures that you posted. But I, maybe, I mean, that may be the case. It just depends. I mean, for me, when I was dating, it was always about energy, right? So I felt like pictures were always flat and then people are three-dimensional. And so when I would start connecting with somebody, that was always what it was about for me. You know, that yeah, into, that intellectual stimulation and that, you know, mind, F-U-C-K, I yeah. felt like that was what I was really attracted to when we were just like bantering and kind of going at it and having a fun conversation that would make me become very attracted to somebody. Yeah, I think I'm the same way. I, 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 so what is, so when you're on a dating app or when you get, get someone's number, how long do you think? Do you think it's better just to like not text them or not message them and just go out with them right away if they ask you? Or do you think you should talk to them and see if it's worth your time to go out with someone? I mean, I think that it depends on the circumstances. You know, in my matchmaking company, I don't have the people talk in advance. And so basically I set them up and I take care of everything and they always go out for drinks. And so somebody hires me and they tell me exactly who they want to meet. Then I come up with somebody who I think is a good match for them. I tell the one person about the other person, the other person about the other person, no last names. So they can't Google each other. I ask them both for when they're available and I set up the drinks for them. And they just show up. It's like a true blind date and they meet each other and they see if they get along. So that's sort of what I believe in, in terms of it just being very low key and just organic and seeing if they like each other. Um, Other times I think people have, you know, they like going back and forth and learning about someone. But the problem is, is that sometimes what you're learning might not be accurate or you might wind up spending a lot of time and then get very disappointed or you might have too high expectations, you know, if you go back and forth with somebody. And it could also take a really long time, you know, if you're texting back and forth and back and forth and all of a sudden 
you fall into, you know, what we were talking about earlier of them just falling into like the sea of all these people who you're interacting with and you kind of forget about them or they don't text you for three days and then they text you again and you're like, who the hell are you? You know, and then you're like, Oh, I'm going on vacation. I'll talk to you in 10 days. And then in 10 days you try to get back to get back to to talking to him again. And he's like, Oh yeah, I got serious with someone, you know, so it just becomes like this shit show, you know? So it's sometimes good just to like get it over with. Yeah. And I totally, I've been through all those experiences. Yes, I'm sure. I mean, and it's, I think that you're saying it depends on the situation because there have been times, obviously it's worked out. I mean, well, not in the long term because obviously I'm not dating them anymore. But like you're saying, I, I saw them on, you know, the dating app and I wasn't instantly attracted like physically. I was like, they're okay, but I'm not. But then like we did have the banter whenever we talked. But again, it wasn't in person. We talked for, well, it was a different story, but basically we talked. <laughs> And I, I became more like, I really wanted to meet him because, you know, I had that attraction and it was more than just, I mean, we didn't go out in person, but it was still like, I got to, well, I thought I knew his personality. So, <laughs> um, I, I get what you're saying, but I think what you're saying, I mean, it's true. I think it's better to go out with them and then, or probably like you were saying, not know anything about them. Cause I feel like what I do is I get on the app and then I go, I see their name and I'm like a detective. I go find their name I like start stalking them I find their Instagram I find like everything I can find if there is anything to find and then I find usually I find something that I'm like I don't like about them well, right <laughs> so. well, that's the problem right like a lot of times Google um a Google search becomes like the first and the second date and then all of a sudden you're like out with somebody for the first time but it really feels like a third date because you know so much about them you know and I and I think yeah. that a lot of people wind up with preconceived notions about somebody because they've googled them you know I know that that was always a problem for me when I was dating because I've gotten a lot of notoriety and I've been in you know on television a lot in newspapers and magazines and I felt like if somebody was googling me they would come up with like a story in their head of who I was. And I don't really think that that's always that accurate, you know, and, and sometimes if you're looking on someone's social media, let's say you're looking and you're seeing, you know, pictures that they put up on Facebook. So then you make these assumptions and you're like, Oh, okay, well, he's a real partier, but maybe he's not a partier. Maybe he just happened to go to one party one time in the past nine months and he put up these crazy photos and that makes it seem like he's a partier, but he's actually not. And the reason why he was partying so hard on that one night is because he never parties, you know, or it could be the opposite, or it could be he's in a picture with people who you don't like. And you're like, oh my God, that guy is friends with those two people who I can't stand. But in the meantime, he was only in those pictures because someone caught the picture and he can't stand them either. You know, so it's like a lot of times you don't know what you're looking at. So that's why I don't let people Google each other beforehand. And I just say, look, you're hiring me, you're paying me, you're trusting me, go meet the person and just see how it goes. Yeah. Because everybody has a history. You know, everybody's a history, everybody's a past. And usually where you live, if you're a reasonably social person and you start playing like six degrees of separation, you realize that you somehow know the person or you should know the person. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden, you know, there's always going to be people who are going to love the person and there's always going to be people who don't. You know, and you're all, and if you're out there dating and you go out with people who are also dating, you know, people go around the, you know, have been around the block. And so then you can find some woman, you could, a friend of yours would be like, oh, you're going on a date with Scott. I know who Scott is. He dated my friend Susie. Susie has the worst things to say about Scott. 
You know, that all of a sudden, like uh, in an unsolicited fashion, your friend tells you negative things about this guy who you're actually really psyched to go out with. And then you go and you meet him. And of course, you find out that the reason why Susie said negative things about Scott was because Scott didn't like Susie. So then she went, she said negative things that weren't true, you know, and it just becomes like this whole gossip, immature high school thing. So you just shouldn't get involved in that. Like you need to meet somebody make your own impressions, decide if you have chemistry and see where it can go. You know, if you start feeling that there's red flags and your women's intuition is telling you that there's something off about the guy or something bad about the guy, then at that point, you can start playing detective, you know, and asking some people and figuring out, you know, if there's a pattern of behavior and all of that. But if you're feeling good about the person, then there's no need to hear, you know, all the, the, the noise behind it all it just is you know self-defeating yeah. prophecy yeah no for sure I was since you were saying that you you know you had notoriety since both of our I mean you're not single Sam but I am I what are your like how do you think how did you deal with like having you know obviously people knowing who you are I mean I'm not saying like a celebrity but obviously I have a presence on social media and I feel like when I go out when I've gone out with people in the past I haven't gone on a date since my last relationship, but I just feel like I don't like on my Bumble profile. I don't connect my Instagram. I don't even say mm-hmm. what I do because I don't want people. I know they can very easily go find it, but do you have any tips on people that obviously like that have a, a, a job where they have, you know, where people, where people wouldn't recognize them or that just, you know, like have a presence presence on social media or are just kind of out there how obviously when I go on a date, if they do ask about it, I talk about it, but I, and I, and I think it comes to personality too. Like you were saying, I don't, I don't like being the center of attention, which sounds kind of silly for what I do, but I don't sit there and like brag about what I do. Obviously if they ask, I'll bring it up on the date or if they ask in the messaging, I'll say what I, you know, I'll kind of say like I advertise or whatever, but I don't say, you know, like how many followers I have and all that. Do you have any tips on kind of like how to navigate that? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. You know, it's it's a tough situation. I think that on the one hand, the guys say that they want to know, but then once they know, a lot of times they don't want to know. And a lot of times, like I said, they have a lot of preconceived notions. And, you know, when I met my husband, the night I met him, I actually didn't tell him anything about myself. Like he kept asking and kept asking. And I said, tonight, I'm not saying it tonight. I'm not going to say what I do. I'm not going to let him know that I have had notoriety. Like I'm not going to let him know. And the more I didn't let him know, of course, the more curious he became, but it became sort of a good thing that he didn't know. And I was just like a girl who he was connecting with, you know, so sometimes it's better when someone doesn't know something, but then at the same time, you are who you are and you should be proud of what you've accomplished. And you should be proud of the fact that you have the confidence and the presence to be able to create and do all the things that you've done. And so you need somebody who embraces that and who thinks that it's great and who will like it. You know, what I say to people is, is you have to think about when you bring it up. Right. So, for example, I'm very friendly uh, with a woman who lives in Los Angeles and she's gotten a lot of notoriety. You know, she's an entertainer. She's in the music industry. You know, she gets photographed a lot at different events. And so when she she's on a lot of apps, she's dating and her but her true essence is that she's really just like a good person at heart. You know, she wants to get married. She wants to have a family. She likes to cook. She likes to sit home on Sunday night and watch movies. But if you look at her, um, her, her public profile, 
you would never know that about her because she seems like this total social butterfly that knows everybody who needs to be out seven nights a week, blah, 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 blah. And she kept not getting asked out again by the guys who she wanted to get asked out from because of this situation, or at least that was my impression. So I finally said to her, I said, do you want me to give you some advice of what I think you're doing wrong and how you can get the guy? I said, it might insult you a little bit, but if you want me to tell you, I'm going to tell you. And she said, yes, please tell me. So I said to her, when you go out on a date, you need to rein it back. You need to make sure that you're not going on and on and on about the fabulous parties that you've gone to or how you're out for the past six nights in a row, blah, 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 or that you've traveled here, you've traveled there, like not in a bragging way. She's just kind of sharing what her life is. And I said, instead, what you have to make sure is you have to make sure that you let them know that you like to cook. You have to make sure that you let them know that you're really close to your family to make sure that you let them know that you love being an aunt to your sister's kids, you know, that you love sitting home and watching movies, that you love to read, you know, all those more wholesome things that make you more wife material. So that way he knows, okay, you have your public persona, and then you also have your private side, and he can be attracted to both. So she's like, oh my gosh, that's excellent advice. I'm going to try it. So for then the next two to three weeks after that conversation, as she started going out on all these dating app dates, she got asked out by every single guy again and again and again, all the guys who she actually wanted to be with, because all of a sudden they were like eating it up. And she wasn't lying. She wasn't making up a story. She wasn't manipulating the guy. But what she was doing was she was making sure that he heard the story that she wanted him to hear. All true about herself, but just presenting it differently. So that's what I would advise you to do as well. And I don't, and I don't know you at all. So, yeah. you know, but I would just say that that's, you know, good universal advice when you're trying to go on, on a date and go on and dating. Yeah, I think that's so true. I mean, I think, I mean, obviously I, like you're saying, and I look at people's profiles, it is the first impression it is what you're seeing. And especially, I mean, you have the idea to be careful what you put on the internet, obviously on your app, on the dating app, but then obviously what you're saying out too, because I feel like, since we do get to do so much with our job and our career, we get experience stuff. I have, to, I'm not super like, Oh, I like brag about my stuff, but I feel like when you're in a conversation, I think I read this somewhere too. It's like, you don't want to be like, Oh yeah, I've done that before. Or, I've done like, you've done everything. It, it's well, it's also, like, if people. you're out with a, so if you're a woman like, and you're out with a guy and you've done everything and you're so super self-sufficient that you've like been everywhere on your own that you own everything that you want, you know, that you can have everything that you want, then the guy gets confused because guys by nature are providers. And so when they get together with a girl, they want to think to themselves, well, how can I be value added to this girl? You know, what can I provide for this girl that this girl doesn't provide for herself? And if you're sitting at the table and you're making him think that there's nothing, then he's confused. He's like, well, I don't understand. Like, what does she need me for? You know, a lot of men don't understand just intuitively that a lot of women are just looking for the guy to love her and be supportive and be warm and give her family and security and comfort and all of that. Like that, those touchy feely things, guys don't really understand. They understand more like what they can do for you that's more concrete, you know, so you don't want to make it like there's nothing there for them. 
you know, because that's just will be usually the guy won't be attracted to you if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they want to see some vulnerability. They want to see a feminine side to you. They want to see that you're needy in some way. That doesn't mean that you turn into like a sniveling, you know, weak woman. Not at all. You can still be, you still should be your strong, independent self, but you also have to show him that you have some needs left that he can fulfill for you. And yeah, that's so true. I've definitely heard something like that and it, it makes perfect sense. So I know you were talking about how you obviously are a matchmaker and you've been doing it for a long time. And you kind of talked about the process of like when you set people up and how that works. Do you, I know you said it's primarily New York and LA. What if someone, if someone wants to, you know, be work with you, do you only do clients, do you only take on clients that are in those areas or do you work with people that are outside of those areas? Um, you know, I, I primarily work with people who are connected to New York or Los Angeles in some ways. Um, but I have a ton of clients who don't actually live here. I'm sitting in New York right now or in Los Angeles. And so um, I call them by city clients. And so I actually had, you know, a few clients who lived in Dallas, but they came through New York regularly or live in San Francisco and they come to LA regularly, or I've had, you know, Miami, I've had London, I've had Paris, I've had Atlanta, Philadelphia, Boston, you know, so St. Louis, you know, I've had clients all over the place um, who, for whatever reason, come to New York or come to LA on a regular basis or who like the idea of dating in New York, Los Angeles. I also do um, hometown searches where I will actually come to your hometown and basically construct a database of people for you in your hometown. So like, let's say you live someplace and I don't usually work with people there um, and you don't come to New York regularly or LA regularly, I can still work with you, but then I would, you know, be constructing a database. So I'd be reaching out to friends and friends of friends and finding people who, you know, I think would be good matches for you um, in your hometown. So, you know, it just depends on the circumstances. Some people have very specific requests of what they want from me. And some people, you know, just want to be matched in these two places because I have a very large database of like 50 or 60,000 people um, between New York and LA. So obviously that's the easier thing, but, you know, I love meeting people in new cities. So you kind of never know. Yeah. That's really cool that you offer that. I know it's probably very, it's probably a lot tougher than, you know, what you're, you know, those areas, because you probably have to do more digging. But that's really cool for people that are obviously we don't live, I don't live in those areas. And um, I was going to ask you also, so the data, so for people that obviously, I've never done matchmaking before. And I feel like I've had a lot of my single friends that are like, well, I haven't, that wasn't been working for me. I'm really considering hiring a matchmaker. Is there a certain age? Is it all age groups? Or do you do like what would you say the average per age or, some, or is it all over the map? I mean, I would say that my clients usually start at about 27 and they go to maybe like 55 to 60 for the men. Um, you know, the men will skew older, the women will skew younger. Um, I think that it a lot of times has to do with like emotional maturity, you know, where somebody lives, if they're ready to be with someone, um, you know, what their life and their lifestyle is like, where they work, you know, all factors into how old they are um, in terms of working with a matchmaker. I think that, you know, it just depends. And also in your city, you know, in New York and Los Angeles, for example, people tend to get married later, you know, they're older. Um 
you know, like you were on the phone and you said, oh, I'm getting really old. I'm almost 28. You know, in New York, 28 is not old at all. You know, New York, 28 is like young and, you know, you're 38 and you're saying, oh, you know, I got to move it along. So, um, you know, it just depends on the city how you feel if you're ready. You know, some people are ready at different times. Some people old fashioned, they want to get married right away. You know, some people want to stay single longer. Some people focus on their career first and they want to get married afterwards. Some people want to get married right away, focus on career later. You know, it really, it really just depends. Yeah. I'm going to say, and you know, for um, your listeners, I'm about to start um, a webinar series where I'm going to be talking about how you can actually get married. So giving insider tips um, about how you can understand men better um, and how you can, you know, kind of listen to me and I'll give you tips and things that you can do differently so that you can actually get married and so that you can actually find men who are attracted to you as opposed to being attracted to other women. Um, so even if you don't live in New York or Los Angeles, but you're interested in my tips and what I have to say, then you can, you know, watch my my website and my Instagram page for when that's going to be live, which is going to be in a couple of weeks. And then you can start listening to the webinar programming because it's just sitting in your apartment or in your house in the privacy um, and tuning in and listening kind of like podcast and learning a lot. So that's, you know, another way to kind of get involved with what I have going on. That's really cool because I know for me, I know for like a lot of our listeners, people, everyone's listening to, people don't want to have to go somewhere and listen. It's much easier to read a book or to listen up. I feel like podcasts are so big and the webinars, like we listen to them all the time for different for health stuff or just um, self-help stuff. So I think that's so cool. So you said you'll be um, announcing all that on your website and your uh, Instagram account. Yeah. So it's going to be on my website and on my Instagram in the next couple of weeks, because I plan to do one and do the first one in about two weeks time, you know, and, and what I really like about it is I feel like sometimes, you know, especially for women kind of like yourself who are attractive, you know, and popular and social and go out all the time. Sometimes they don't want to go to a lecture because they feel like, Oh, well, I'm, you know, too cool for that, or I don't need that, or I don't want to, you know, interact with other people, maybe those other people have like real dating issues and I don't really have dating issues or, you know, sometimes people are in denial in that way. You know, so if you're listening to a podcast or you're participating in a webinar, it's like you can be sitting in your bedroom, you know, with a mud mask on and you can be polishing your toenails and you can be listening to the webinar. You can be listening to a podcast and you can be learning something. And then, you know, with the webinars at the end, I'll be doing like a live Q&A so you can go in and you can ask questions and it's all anonymous. And so it just gives you the ability to interact with, you know, an expert like me, who's going to give you the advice that you're looking for. And then you can also ask questions. We love that. Well, definitely. I mean, I'm definitely going to listen. I don't know if Sam, I mean, I think you can always like benefit from all yeah. that stuff. I think it's, it's never bad to learn all that. So we know you shared a bunch of, obviously along the podcast, a bunch of tips and advice, but wrapping up, if you had any last minute tips regarding like dating or anything in that realm for our listeners? Well, I mean, I think that even though I've already said it, I'd say it again, that it's really important to just get out there and meet people. 
Um, you know, a lot of times it's easy just to make excuses. Oh, I'll go next week, or I've been to that party 10 times and I'm not going to meet anybody, or I know everybody who's going to be there. So what's the point of going? Or I had a crappy day at the office and I don't really feel like going, or I have a pimple on my cheek and I'm not going. I don't feel like washing my hair. Mm -hmm. Like there's a million excuses that you can use for not going, but if you don't go, then you don't know what's going to happen, you know? So that's what I'm constantly saying to people that you just really have to push yourself even a little bit. You know, a lot of people have excuses about why they can't be on dating apps. I can't be on a dating app because of my work. Like, I can't tell you how many times I'm hearing that from people that they can't be. And if, and if famous mega celebrities can be on dating apps, then unless you're in the CIA, like you can be on a dating app, you know, and you don't have to be very active. You can be more reactive. You can be on it passively. But if you're not taking the time and putting yourself out there, then in some ways you don't deserve to be in a relationship because the guy's not going to come and knock on your front door unless he's the pizza delivery guy. You know, you need to be willing to get out there and try to meet somebody and you need to push yourself. You know, you need to ask people in your life if they know of someone for you. You know, a lot of times I'll give that advice. Well, tell you, ask your friends, ask your colleagues if they have someone for, for you because you're single. And the answer I always hear is if they had someone for me, they'd tell me. Right. So that's a passive attitude. An active attitude is to say, you know what, maybe I should ask them because I realize that my friends and my colleagues are really busy with their own lives and they might not be sitting around thinking about my dating or they might be thinking that I'm pretty and I'm social. And so I'm meeting tons of men and I don't need them, their help. So if that's the case, then you need to let them know, hey, just want to let you know that I'm dating, you know, and I know you're really busy, but if you think of anybody, I'd really be open to the introduction. So that way you're inviting your friends and your colleagues to meddle in your life and to say, hey, I know someone for you. You know, so a lot of times people just have excuses, you know, and excuses don't really get you anywhere. They just keep you single, you know, so you just have to be real about what you want and then you have to... Um, you know, visualizing your head, how you're going to get there. And then you've got to get out there and go meet the guy. Yeah. I love all those, those, I was, Sam and I were just laughing at because those were a lot of the stuff you said is like totally me. It's literally everything I say to her, but she, and she has the same, I have the same comeback, everything, everything you're saying, I have the same lines back to her. <laughs> well, right. Because it's every woman. I mean, it's really easy to be like, Oh, I have my period. I have cramps. I'm not going. Oh, I can't stand the person who's throwing the party. Oh, I don't have a bottle of wine to bring. I can't, I can't go empty handed. It's supposed to rain. I don't have an umbrella. You know, like everybody has a million excuses. Yeah. And I get it because we all feel that way. We're all busy during, the day and all of a sudden it's like 6 30 7 o'clock at night and all you want to do is stay home and watch television you know but sometimes you just have to force yourself to go yeah that's so true well that was so insightful it was insightful for me selfishly but I know that so many of our readers are going to love this because everyone is kind of going through the same thing whatever stage of life you're in you can relate to this so we loved all the tips we love your advice we can't wait to check out the webinars Again, I know you kind of mentioned in the beginning where they can find you, but just in case they missed it, can you share your website and where they can find you on Instagram and everything? Yep. So my website is called Samantha's Table. So it's samanthastable.com, S-A-M-A-N-T-H-A-S-T-A-B-L-E.com. And my Instagram is matchmaker SD. So it's S is in Samantha, D is in Daniels. And I'm also on Facebook, Samantha Daniels, the matchmaker. 
I'm on Twitter, I'm on LinkedIn. So I'm kind of all over the place. You know, I'd love to hear from people with questions or comments of things that they want to hear on my webinar. And, and ultimately when I start podcasting like you girls are, because I think that podcasts are an excellent way of getting information out there. And I've been doing a ton of podcasts. I think they're really fun. Um, so that's sort of my, my next upcoming project that I hope to hit by fall. So um, I wish you luck in your dating. It sounds like you have the right attitude, even though sometimes you don't feel like going out. So I bet the next time we talk, you'll be dating someone. And um, that's it. Well, thank you so much. Okay. Thank you as well. Thanks for having me.